It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Introducing Built to Last, a new podcast by American Express. I'm Elaine Welteroff, and I'm excited to host the debut season where we will be deep diving into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Through these important conversations, we'll hear how the Black business leaders of our past have inspired today's Black-owned small businesses and communities. Join us for the debut season of Built to Last on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm James Erpine, and welcome into the Locked on Bengals podcast on a Tuesday. I'm at Paul Brown Stadium and there is a lot to get to on today's show. On Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. Just got out of the Bengals locker room where I talked with one of the newest members of the Cincinnati Bengals, cornerback C.J. Goodwin. You're also going to hear from Vontez Burfecht, who returned to practice yesterday. I have breaking news. Marvin Lewis said that he will not play on Thursday against the Bears at Paul Brown Stadium in preseason game number one. I'll also let you uh, listen to a little bit of Marvin Lewis. We won't play the whole press conference, but there'll be a snippet of it on today's podcast. And uh, let's start with what's going to happen 48 hours from now. The Bengals are going to take the field at Paul Brown Stadium on the field I'm looking at right now, and it is all buttoned up and ready, and it looks great. And uh, the sun is shining, at least as of now, even though I saw some rain in the forecast. And it's an exciting time because there are so many question marks that surround this team. And while I like the wide receivers, that's a question mark. How's John Ross going to do? How's Josh Malone going to do? How's, how are all of these unknown, unproven commodities at the NFL level in the NFL going to fare when they take the field? Our first look is this Thursday at Paul Brown Stadium. Now, there are plenty of question marks outside of just the the wide receiver. I think the biggest position group that people will be paying attention to is obviously the offensive line and what happens there. Now, the first official depth chart got released yesterday, and it's no surprise, uh, but Cordy Glenn on the left side, Clint Bowling, left guard, Billy Price in the middle at center, And then it was kind of up for debate. What was going to happen? Who was going to be where? And that's what I think is interesting. Now, in in this first official depth chart, Bobby Hart is the starting right tackle. He's got 21 starts in the NFL. Who knows how he's going to, to do, but it's clear he's going to get a shot, right? He's going to get a chance to prove himself, as will a lot of other Bengals. Trey Hopkins came in as the starting left guard on the first official depth chart. And just looking at this, we'll see. Left tackle, it's obviously Cordy Glenn. Behind him, Jake Fisher. Left guard, Clint Bowling, like I mentioned. Behind him, Christian Westerman. Center, TJ Johnson, the backup, listed there. Trey Hopkins, like I said, at right guard. Behind him, Alex Redmond. Bobby Hart, right tackle. Behind him, Cedric Abwehi. And that is how the the depth chart shakes out. As far as... um, just interesting news notes, whatever you want to say. I don't think it really matters much. It's a first depth chart. But uh, Tyler Boyd listed in front of John Ross uh, on the the outside as the number two wide receiver. And I think he's going to be the second, uh, the, the number two receiver on this team as far as receptions go. I really do. And, and I'll, you'll probably hear me say this throughout camp, throughout preseason. I think it's going to be a mixed bag when it comes to the Bengals' wide receivers. Tyler Boyd's going to be second on this team in receptions. 
I think Tyler Eifert's going to be second on this team in touchdowns, uh, touchdown receptions. And then I think John Ross is going to be second on this team in receiving yards. That's just my feeling. I think it'll be very much a, a spread it out type of offense where there is no clear cut number two and they all do and have a, a big role in the offense. But the offensive line, that's something that we're going to be paying attention to closely. Because you'll hear Marvin coming up in a little bit on the podcast. It's not like any job is signed, sealed, and delivered on the offensive line. Now, we can assume Cordy Glenn and Clint Bowling and Billy Price are safe. But that right side, it is up for debate. And it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. So let's get to it here. This is Marvin Lewis. Uh, earlier today, he got asked a bunch of different things. He broke the Vontez news that Vontez Perfect won't play on uh, on Thursday night, which is fine. I asked him if Vontez could play at all during the preseason and how important that was. So you'll hear that uh, along with plenty of other questions from reporters. And then on the other side, we'll get to Vontez Perfect and C.J. Goodwin. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Here's Marvin Lewis at the podium earlier today at Paul Brown Stadium. Are the preseason games particularly important in trying to evaluate your return guys? Um, I think they do, Dan. I, I think they're... Uh, you know, it's important for them to, to have to have live football. Um, I think for both coverage part and, you know, the guy returning the ball and, and the blocking portion. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we, we don't expose our guys out here to that. Um, you know, it's still the, the leading, uh, the most, most injuries occur in that phase of football. That doesn't change, and that's the, you know, the scary part of this. You know, you don't want to lose guys at all. And uh, unfortunately, in the kicking game, the injury rate is higher than any other playing football. And, you know, that's that's just the way it is. It's, it's the open field and the speed of it and so forth. Does the goal of avoiding injury outweigh the goal of maybe needing to see those guys? Because most kickoffs are touchbacks anyhow. I mean, would you consider intentionally kicking short? To, to well, the, everything's based on the timing of it. It's not based on where the ball comes down. It's based on the timing. And we'll play it like we would normally do it. How do you feel Jesse Bates has been so far? I think he's done a good job. I think it's important for him to uh, play these games when it's real football and, and live football and, uh, and get accustomed to being out there all the time. You felt like the run that he was able to get in the off-season program with the ones in particular has helped him? Do you feel like it's helped his transition? Well, I mean, that's, you know, that, that we have to have that confidence. Him, him building the confidence in himself, the confidence the rest of the group has with him. So it, it's kind of twofold, so yes. I guess for a guy, I mean, you guys, a lot of his, his instincts is like when you draft him. These games are really where I guess you hope to see that. Is that is it, you feel like this is kind of where you can really see where his NFL instincts are in these games more so than maybe you would have even in practices? Well, no, I think in that playing his position, you see it all the time. Um, but but it's got to, you know, now everything's going to happen faster. It's not, you know, there's not the uh, the play-to-play recognition that sometimes you can get in practice uh, because the familiarity you have with the offensive spacing, groupings, and so forth. So Bobby Hart came in here with 20, he's a 21 NFL start. So you, has, that, has that been pretty obvious to you that he comes in with a little bit of, a, a little bit of experience and kind of brings that to the position? Well, he's got the experience. He's got the chip on his shoulder. 
and uh, and a guy battling for you know battling for a job, battling to be a starter. Uh, he kind of checks all the boxes. You know, he's still a very young player, uh, very uh, you know a good athlete, a big man, but still has development ahead of him. So um, you know that was the attraction to Bobby. To still to play with great consistency is a is a great pro, you know. Pro does it play in and play out. He doesn't have the lapses, uh, and uh, you know William understands that. He's smart enough to understand that, and and obviously he's athletic, gifted enough. So uh, if he wants to to reap and uh, and, and really uh, uh, have the opportunity to to maximize his abilities, it, it's the maturity of playing play in and play out. How important is it for Vontes to play at some point this preseason? I'm not going to speculate. I'll play him when I feel like he needs to play. Or he won't play. A couple years removed from his injury, do you see a difference in Andrew Billings? I think he's had a good camp, yes. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, he's another guy who came on through the latter part of last season as he recovered from the knee surgery the year previous. So I think this is uh, uh, this is good. He feels good about himself, and uh, you know it's important for him to, to play well this preseason. Did the injuries typically take a long time like that for them to actually get back to where they were? Um, yeah, they really believe that the, the the player needs 15 to 18 months to to you know you know you see a difference in geo, then uh, you know same similar situation. So. I think it depends positionally also, but uh, but you know in, in Andrew's case you have a young player who really never got to play, who then gets hurt and misses time, so he's really he's coming back you know and and the fact that the injury that he had and your ability to push and so forth on big people as big people are pushing on you, so you know you need all that leg strength the balance and everything that comes with that, and, and the only way to gain that again is is by doing it. Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, Nick Cosgray out there pushing on him is not going to help much. And, uh, you know, he, he's got to, you know, he's got to do it all the time. And uh, so so it's good that he, that he you know, really kind of perked up there through the end of last year. And he's come here in camp and he's done it. And he's actually going to go back to Baylor and graduate on Saturday. So that's very cool for him. Jay broke some more news today. See? <laughs> wow. It's all laughs for Marvin Lewis there as he uh, talks about Andrew Billings. And, yeah, Billings, look, he has had a good camp. We've talked about that on LockedOnBengals.com. It'll be interesting to see how he fares. The idea of him playing well next to Geno Atkins with the pass rushers that have come on. I I mean, honestly, this defensive line looks about as good as you could expect. Obviously, Carlos Dunlap, Carl Lawson, you guys know all about them. Uh, But but this this team between Sam Hubbard – uh, guys like Chris Baker who could come on and emerge. Uh, Michael Johnson, obviously, who gives still able to give some pass rush um, from an interior defender standpoint. And then, looking ahead, if Andrew Billings can be that guy next to Geno Atkins, you're looking at a position of strength, probably their deepest position, at least on defense as of right now. So it'll be interesting to see how it all fares out. We will recap it all uh, on the Locked on Bengals podcast on Friday. Tomorrow, Joe Goodberry of The Athletic will join us here on the podcast. And up next, C.J. Goodwin. I'll catch up with the, the new Bengals corner, what it was like in 
San Francisco. He played for Atlanta when they blew the 28-3 lead. I will talk to him about that and more. Plus, you'll hear from Vontez Perfect as well. But first, a word from Vivid Seats. It's an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment and experiences that last a lifetime. So let's say you want to go to preseason game number one. Let's say you want to go to the Thursday night game here at Paul Brown Stadium against Baltimore week two. You can do that. You can do that easily with Vivid Seats and VividSeatsStake.com. They have an app. They have uh, a great website that's very easy to use. And best of all, you're going to get locked on uh, locked on prices, which is 10% off for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. All you got to do is use promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, one word, and new customers are going to get 10% off their orders through August. So get your offers in now. Use promo code Locked On, and uh, preseason and regular season tickets are available now. So it's not like you can only get the August games. You can get a game in October. You can get a game, and that's when the Bengals are at home. They have a really uh, nice home stretch starting in October, the second month of the season. Look to that if you want to, and, and it's pretty simple. You want Bengals tickets? Go to Vivid Seats, use promo code Locked On, and get 10% off your first order. The offseason over, is over, and Vivid Seats wants you to get to the game. Hey, what's happening? It's your boy Q, host of the Locked On Raiders podcast. And I hope you guys feasted on the MyBookie Turkey Day free play that allowed users to grab themselves a risk-free bet up to $250. It was basically a free shot at trying to double your money. If you didn't get in on that, what are you doing? Nah, but seriously, now is the time to get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know who these teams are. We know what they're capable of, and it's not difficult to find some value in the lines. Whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code LOCKEDON to get your deposit match halfway all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put in $200, they'll match you with another $100 in your account. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at MyBookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. This is Ross Jackson from Locked on Saints. This podcast is brought to you by Carvana. In the age of online retailers, buying a car should be no different. And that's why Carvana invented a brand new way for you to buy a car. That's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made the purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door, or you can go and pick it up from one of the coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy, ensuring that you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check it out, the nation's fastest growing auto retailer at Carvana.com, C-A-R-V-A-N-A.com, Carvana.com. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. 
At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash Dell EMC. Support for this podcast comes from The First One with DJ Khaled, a new podcast only available on Amazon Music. What's up, y'all? This is DJ Khaled, and this is The First One. We hear from all the A-list music stars like J Balvin, Nas, and Kelly Rowland about songs that didn't change the game, but changed their life. It's almost like sometimes before you even get in the industry, it's like you set up to fail. And there's so many moments where you can win, and the winning is great, but it's so many things that you go through to get to the win. And so much more who tell their stories about the first hits that took them to the next level, changed their life, overlooked to being overbooked. When I was recording the song, I already knew it was going to be a global hit. And I'm not joking, my G. I really felt it inside of me. I was like, I just can't wait to see a number one. Join me every Thursday with the first one drops only on Amazon Music. Let's go. We want the best of both worlds. We want a hybrid. A smarter hybrid cloud approach with IBM helps retailers manage supply chains with Watson AI while predicting demands with ease. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. I'm James Erpine, and this is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Vontez Perfect returned to practice yesterday, and he was all smiles after practice. Unfortunately, I couldn't be at practice yesterday. I talked with Tony Pike. Tony said that Vontez looked good overall, and Vontez was in a relatively good mood. Here's Vontez with reporters after practice yesterday. So you take a little mid mid practice break to say hi. This is the first time they've been out here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Since I was, you know, wasn't practicing, I told him you don't need to come out. Um, but since I was practicing today, I told him you know come out. When I went home earlier, she was like, "Daddy, we get to go to your work." I'm like, yeah, because usually when I go home and I leave, she's like, "Daddy, you're leaving too much." So I was like, "You get to come to my job today." So she was excited. Is the defense more similar than different to your eyes schematically? Uh, it's it's similar but different. Um, different terminology. Different words we're using, um, different steps we're using, you know, different little techniques that um, we're using. I think that's going to benefit us in the long run. And um, little things that coach is making is harping us on is even on an incompletion ball, uh, anything when the ball's on the ground, the defender has to run to it. So it's just keeping us aware of making us ball hungry and stuff like that. So it's working for us. Did you take enough mental reps to where you felt comfortable knowing where to go and, and, and where to play off, guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know the defense is. I went. I was. It's still similar. Um, and I, I kind of. I'm kind of good at breaking down a playbook once I see it. I, I kind of understand it. So you know, it's just. It's just. It's just scheme that we still were using and kind of the same thing. So I just kind of communicate what I know to the to other guys and especially Preston since you know he's kind of new to it. But it's coming along. What would you say the biggest differences are? Uh, the biggest differences. I just. I don't know. I feel like this year a lot of guys are like, really like getting along. Everybody's talking. There's not different groups that that don't hang out with each other. Everybody is honestly uh, in the same circle, and 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 we're closer this year. So I think uh, that will help us uh, in the long run. You, you know, being close close to each other it won't it won't it won't hinder us from doing finger pointing when somebody messes up and stuff like that. It'll be more of a come on, let's get this. You know, let's get it right next time. Stuff like that. You think Coach Austin has a pretty aggressive mindset? Oh, yeah, 
yeah, he's uh, he's pretty aggressive, um, especially with some of the play calls he calls. I kind of like it, you know, on first down. If it's, you know, third and long, he might blitz. You never know. So uh, I like him. He's aggressive, and uh, he doesn't hold nothing back. Is it important to you to play in preseason games? Uh, yeah, I would say it's important just to get, you know, be out there with my teammates. Um, but even when I'm not out there, I'm going to be on the sideline being a coach for some of the young guys. But um, it is important for me to play, uh, but I'm pretty sure the Bengals and Mr. Brown will, you know, make sure I'm ready to go before I get out there and, and you know, not hurt anything. What did you, what did you like about today, Tez, just about, I mean, beyond just getting out there? I mean, was it just the way the – I mean, it seems like the defense is still, still kind of the same defense, right? So you looked at home. Say that. What's the question? Do you feel as comfortable in this defense as you did in the other one, or is that much of a difference? Today, I didn't feel that comfortable um, and confident because, you know, it was my first day. Um, didn't want to have too many mental errors. I didn't have any today, but that was my thing. I wanted to come out and make sure I got everything correct, my line and sign was correct, and uh, and stuff like that. So I think I did a great job of, a great job of that other than uh, just um, competing and running to the ball. It was, it, was, it, was a great, it was a great day. Yeah, this is probably the this is probably the best group that I've been around um, from all, from the vet to the rookie. Um, everybody's paying attention um, from Junior to Chris to you know from me to Nick Vigil to Preston. We're all helping each other and uh, we're all making sure that everybody understands what they got and uh, we're all in it as a unit and I love each other. How was that communication with Preston that you talked about? Uh, it was good. Um, it was good. Um, there was some plays that I was kind of unsure of, and he helped me. So um, it's, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out pretty good. You know, he, he was a leading tackle, I think, last year, I think. Um, and he's a good communicator. So I think, you know, in the long run, it's going to help us. And uh, I'm excited to play with him. You're a leading tackler in the league. He's a leading tackler in the league. Have two guys in the same room, two different players that led the NFL. That's, that's rare, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, and then we're both 250. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy, crazy for two linebackers to be 250 and running. Teammates always talk about the energy level you bring when you're back on the field. Do you feel like you did that today? Yeah, I told him I'm not going to be the energizer bunny today. Uh, just let me just focus on me today because, uh, you know, I'm first day. And uh, Preston actually picked me up today. So, you know, there's days like that when, you know, somebody doesn't, you know, first day or, you know, under the weather or something like that, and somebody else has to pick them up. And that's why I said we're a tight unit, and Preston helped me out today and, and stuff like that. So that's what I'm excited to play with him this year. Do you think Preston will make you better for a couple of years? Yeah, I will help Preston, and Preston will help me, and I'll help Nick. Nick will help You know, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be back and forth. Um, like I said, you know, we're both 250. Nick's the fast guy of the group. So uh, we all can scheme off of each other and, and, you know, diagnose plays and talk to each other and understand what's coming before it comes. And you don't have to worry about playing in the middle. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to figure it out. Me and Preston, we're, we're both. You know, if he gets tired, if I get tired, we're, you know, we have substitutions. Vinny also. So um, I think there's going to be a lot of us playing in the middle. It's not just going to be me in the middle. You know, I think the biggest thing and the most interesting thing is do the Bengals play Vontez in the preseason? Last preseason, obviously, he was suspended for a hit. We're talking about how there's there's so many penalties right now with the helmet-to-helmet stuff. That's why I asked Marvin, and you heard him. He's not going to speculate, but the reality is is I'm curious to see if Vontez will play in the preseason. I think he should. I would play him, uh, especially week two and three, uh, definitely week three, because you need him, at least I think you need him to, to get out there and play football. He hasn't played in how long? He hasn't played since he played against Pittsburgh. Monday night, and I'm sitting close to where I sat when I watched what happened happen when the the Bengals were up 21 to three, I think it was. So, the the reality is, I I don't blame them for taking it easy on him and making sure he's healthy. But if he's healthy, I think you should want to get him in there for the preseason, even though he's suspended. 
It's just the reality of it. And you've heard me talk about the corners and the backup corner cornerback position. And me, I'm worried about it. I think it'll be very interesting to see what happens after the top three corners. And William Jackson the third, Dre Kirkpatrick, and Dark West Denard. By the way, on Twitter recently, Dre's getting all of this hate like he's some trash corner. You guys are insane. People that think that Dre Kirkpatrick is a bad football player have no idea what they're talking about. And I'm not trying to be mean, but the reality is, take the money out of it. He might be overpaid. Wouldn't disagree with that one bit. But overpaid and bad player are two way different things, and Twitter is way too hard on Dre Kirkpatrick. I think Dre's a fine number two or number three corner, as he is right now. That's his role. He's not the number one. He's the number two, maybe the number three, uh, but he's certainly their number two outside corner. I think he's fine in that role. And I think if you look at other teams, they don't have two lockdown corners. That's very rare in the NFL. And I know you're, now you're going to tweet me your examples of, oh, Chris Harris and Aqib Tlaib, or look what they got here or there. That's fine. But what I'm saying is, is Drake Kirkpatrick is a serviceable player, and people losing their minds over that are, are silly. But with that being said, after Dre, after Darquez, after William Jackson III, there's a clear drop-off. And I think that's what the, the Bengals did. They admitted that when they went out and got C.J. Goodwin, who was cut by the San Francisco 49ers, I believe it was Tuesday of last week. Goodwin took Wednesday off, worked out for the Bengals Thursday, signed here, and now he's a member of the team. I think he has a real shot to make the team. Played 14 games last year, 12 with Atlanta, 2 with Arizona. The year before that, spent the entire season with Atlanta. Played 14 games then as well. And uh, I caught up with him earlier today in the Bengals locker room. Here's my interview with C.J. Goodwin. In the locker room with C.J. Goodwin. C.J., uh, how acclimated, how hard is it to get acclimated to uh, to Cincinnati just signing a couple days ago? Um, I mean, you can imagine it would it, be tough just coming in doing like in the middle of camp right before a preseason game. But um, the coaches are, are, have been great. They've been helping me um, as much as they can. So uh, it, should, it should be coming. It should be a good process. What's harder, uh, professionally and, and figuring out all the football side of things or personally getting settled and, and being comfortable when, when you get to go home at night and, and try to relax? Um, professionally, for me, um, personally, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a part of the game, you know, traveling this much and uh, being, being a French player as I, as I have been traveling as much as I do. Um, I'm kind of used to it, but um, uh, professionally, when it comes down to getting acclimated to the, to the program. But like I said, the coaches have been great, so it should, it should be a work in progress. In the locker room with CJ, good one. As far as the, the process of signing, was there something about the Bengals that made it attractive to, to come here to Cincinnati? Uh, opportunity made it so appealing. Uh, they, they called me for a workout, and uh, I, I did my best, and um, they signed me. I'm, I'm not one to pass up on any opportunity. So this was an opportunity that was presented to me right after I got released from San Fran, and, and I took advantage of it, and it, and it paid off. There's a big difference between San Francisco and Cincinnati weather-wise. Is, is, is that a bummer, weather-wise? Because I'll be honest, I, I've grown up here, but I hate the cold. So is that a bummer? Looking ahead, I'm from I'm from this area, man. I'm from the uh, you know Midwest Midwest East Coast area. So I'm from West Virginia. So it's really not a big of a deal to me. I played in Pittsburgh. I played in, uh, in situations like this. So I'm not I'm not going to complain about the weather, man. Anytime you get that NFL helmet on, man, it doesn't matter where you play or how the weather is. It's a goddamn play. You didn't play against Jimmy Garoppolo uh, in the Super Bowl, but uh, obviously you went up against his team. Um, what kind of takeaways did you have from that because obviously there aren't many players in this locker room that have played in a, a game of that magnitude on the biggest stage 
uh, it kind of helped me settle down a little bit, knowing I played in the Super Bowl, um, knowing I played in the biggest game possible in this league. Uh, it kind of helped me settle down on the field a little bit. Uh, the main takeaways I had is anything's possible. If you know my story, you know I really wasn't even supposed to play football in general. And for me to play in the Super Bowl my first year playing a different position was just amazing. So um, anything's possible. That's, that's my takeaway. That's what I want to tell the young guys. It's just, just keep plugging and just keep running and just keep playing as hard as you can. And you, you never know what's possible. As far as uh, Thursday goes against the Bears, do you expect to play? Is that something that, that you think you'll be out there, or is it wait and see? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I expect to play. Anytime you put a helmet on, you expect to play. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, I talked to the, the coaches, talked to me. They're getting me ready for Thursday. I mean, I mean, I don't have the depth chart or anything like that, but, I mean, they've been saying, like, you need to know this for Thursday. So, yeah, I'm expecting to play. Well, CJ, I appreciate the time. Enjoy Cincinnati getting acclimated and getting acclimated to this locker room, and good luck with the rest of the preseason. I appreciate you so much, man. Thank you. That's C.J. Goodwin, and honestly, I think he's the guy who got the job that I expected Adam Jones to get. And uh, he transitioned. He he mentioned this a little bit, but he transitioned. He played for the Steelers, played for the Falcons as a wide receiver, and then transitioned from that, played corner. And, uh, again, was he was able to uh, make it so far in the league as a cornerback. His first official year as a corner was 2016. Spent 2015 on a practice squad, I believe, um, as a wide receiver. So it'll be interesting to see. Look, he's got good size. He's 6'4", 220. Uh, He's 28 years old. And it's a guy that gives the the Bengals at least another option. I think he's got a shot to make the team. I really do because the cornerbacks after the big three, and that's what I'm going to call them, they haven't been great. And my guy, Kavari Russell, I like him a lot. I haven't seen a lot from him in camp. I'll get a chance to show it on Thursday. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Your kind words, as always, you can reach me anytime on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked on Bengals. You can also email me, James Erpine at ESPN1530.com. I will be back at it tomorrow when the Bengals are off, though. So you might not get many interviews, but you know what you are going to get. In fact, you are going to get an interview. I already booked them. I don't know what I'm thinking. Uh, Joe Goodberry of The Athletic will be on this show tomorrow. So uh, until then, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening today on the Locked On Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wild card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.